The Daily Tap is live for Tuesday. It is March 14th. We will talk about the potential outcomes from the Aaron Rodgers hostage situation. Use that hostage in quotes as you'll see it in the title. Uh, we'll also talk about the free agent fallout from what happened in the first day of free agency, even though technically free agency starts on Wednesday. And then we will talk about questions from the bar uh, around Bucks and Kings. Great game, fun game. We'll talk all about that uh, at the tail end of today's show. Rip through some golden kegs and then ride out of here. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, it's been great. The pods have been off the charts, man. I really appreciate you, everybody supporting. If you're new to this program, that's awesome. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed, uh, whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We are there for you. If we're somehow not on your podcast network where you're listening, let me know and I will make sure that we are taking care, good, good care of you. And we'll put that RSS feed right there. If you like the podcast so much and you want to follow along on social media, tap the tag on Twitter. We have a great community there. Uh, we, I try to respond to as many things as I can. If I miss something, I apologize, but I'm usually there to answer questions, talk with you guys, hang out with you guys. I say Twitter is my sports bar, which is very cliche. And I think it's like kind of a basic bitch comment. But seriously, I, I want to hang out with y'all. Uh, and Twitter is where I do it. Uh, also, we're on Instagram, Tab the Kick Sports, Tab the Kick Sports on TikTok as well, Facebook too. Uh, so you can follow there along as well. We do have a March Madness uh, tournament bracket. It's going strong right now. We got about 29 members so far, which is great to see. Uh, you can sign up on Yahoo. Uh, the link is posted, pinned at my Twitter profile. I haven't got it on to Instagram. Probably should do that, as well as get something on the TikTok machine, maybe. I don't know. TikTok's hard. Like You can't really post it anywhere. They don't really allow you to have links. You have to have a certain amount of followers. We're not there yet. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. You know, you got to make plays. So we'll uh, we'll get that done. But yes, make sure you're connected in multiple ways. And let's dive into today's podcast. Aaron Rodgers had himself a Monday. We all expected Aaron Rodgers to be traded to the New York Jets or be retire or decide that he's staying with the Green Bay Packers. But none of that happened on Monday. Aaron Rodgers is currently holding everybody quote unquote hostage, as Mike Florio said, as a few other people said. Let's. First of all, be real. Aaron Rodgers is not holding anybody hostage, all right? Hostage is a little bit of an intense word, okay? Like, we talk about hostage situations in, like, that's a big fucking deal when they're hostages, right? Uh, when they're hostages uh, in foreign lands, that's those are that's a big loaded word. I don't think what Aaron Rodgers is doing is hostage. Like, let's be a little less dramatic. Like, that seems like... You know, something that Andy Cohen would write for Bravo or something like that. Like, no, it's not a hostage situation. Aaron Rodgers is taking his time and everybody wants Aaron Rodgers to make the decision because that will spring a leak of all sorts of takes. And then everybody will have their talking points for the rest of the month of March. April and the whole summer. So everybody is impatient. And whether it's Packer fans, whether it's Jets fans, whether it's unbiased observers who want to get their takes off, uh, everyone is impatient right now. And I understand that. Like, I, I totally get that. I'm not trying to necessarily defend Rodgers. I'm just saying we're being a little overdramatic. We're, we're, we're kind of pushing the limits of, of what is, you know, good or bad here. And so that's where I'm like, all right, 
Aaron's going to make a decision today on Pat McAfee, okay? I realize that for as much success as we've had in this podcast, this podcast is probably going to be stale by 1.30 today because we're going to have an answer. We're going to know what Aaron Rodgers decides to do. And I accept that. I thought about doing Kings Bucks in the Open. It was an awesome game. But at the end of the day, it's all about Aaron Rodgers right now. And so I know that this podcast might have a short shelf life. And so what we are going to try to do is we're going to try to predict the three different outcomes and where, where they're happening, why they're stalling, why the decision has not been made, and then go forward and see, see what's happening. Scenario number one is Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets, the one that we all expect to happen. Trey Wingo called a shot saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. Uh, it's a done deal. Uh, it's ironic that he used the term done deal uh, because, you may remember, Shaka Smart was apparently a done deal to go to Marquette. He didn't go to Marquette. Ended up being Steve Wojciechowski's job. There was a great piece written by Paint Touches about how that was the best thing that ever happened. Uh, you should go, go and read that. But the, the part about it is, is like, it would be very funny if when Marquette is making a potential like run to the Final Four, a favorite to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, that we have another iteration of done deal history on the internet. And it's Trey Wingo and it's Aaron Rodgers. Now, Jets kept saying cautiously optimistic, mounting like... They all thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to go to the Jets. There were some rumors that Aaron Rodgers might be recruiting players to go to the Jets. So there was all of this information from the national media that Aaron Rodgers was going to end up being a Jet. Nothing really changed, though. And one of the SMY reporters, I think his name is Connor Rodgers, who's been on a lot of this, has said, like, yes, there's no nothing to report. We don't know what Aaron Rodgers is doing. We have no idea where, where this is going. Zach Rosenblatt, who I believe he might work for the Athletic. I uh, apologize if I don't know where you actually work. I know he's a Jets guy too. Was basically saying like, yeah, we st they still feel really confident. They still feel like they're in a good spot. Like they're still holding strong. They didn't sign any quarterbacks today. A lot of quarterbacks left, whether it was Jameis Winston. Mike White left the team. He's now on the Miami Dolphins. He was a Jet. And a guy who I think the locker room really liked. Uh, and you also had Jimmy Garofalo go to the Las Vegas Raiders. So they were of like deals already being made, right? That already has zeroed in and, and basically has left the Jets in a situation where it's Aaron Rodgers or bust. It's Aaron Rodgers or draft a quarterback in the second round, or maybe Gardner Minshew wants to be a part of the Zach Wilson quarterback room, which would be quite the dynamic to have Gardner Minshew and Zach Wilson in the same room. Uh, but that's here right there. Uh, it, it, it'll, it could happen. I, I feel like the McAfee stuff, I mean, I think from a scenario perspective, I would say that I am probably leaning if we did one to ten, how do you how confident are you that he is a Jets quarterback by the end of this week? I'm gonna only go seven. I I dude, like we're gonna talk about it. Tinfoil hat, uh Chuck's gonna come in uh and do part of this podcast in a little bit here, but he's not he's not in the room yet. He's he's waiting in the back. But I just, there's something about this, man. Like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it would have already been done, right? Wingo had the tweet. I felt like this is something that would have already been taken care of. They would have already figured out compensation. They would have got the deal sort of in place. Mark Murphy would not have said the comments that he did on Friday, which we never even talked about on Monday's show. I think we did, might. we might have a little bit at the very end. 
but I don't even know if we got to those asinine comments and, you know, Mark Murphy being the one to say something dumb in the month of March over Mark Ignacio is basically like a 15 beat and a two. I did not see that one coming uh, when, when the month started, but it, Aaron Rodgers just does not feel like he wants to go there. Like I think Aaron Rodgers was hell was hell bent on leaving the Packers at the, at the end of this season. He was like, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna leave," and then all of a sudden, it, when the lights got bright, his butthole got tight, and he was like, "You know what? I don't know if I want to go. I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know if I'm I'm built for this. Like, I don't want to leave my friends. I don't want to leave what I have at Green Bay. I don't want to deal with the New York media. I want to stay insulated. I want to stay here in Green Bay." And that's what I'm wondering is happening here. And that's why I'm not like a 10 out of 10. He's going to be a member of the New York Jets. Because I, I really don't know if Rodgers wants to be. Jets are very talented. The Jets have a fun roster. Rodgers can certainly get some of his guys in the Jets, whether it's Alan Lazard, who was rumored to potentially come there, whether it's Robert Tunyon. Like, there are guys that could end up on the Jets roster that are Aaron Rodgers dudes, right? They, they have room to spend, and they can make that happen. So... That is, that is possible, right? That That is extremely possible that Aaron Rodgers still ends up on a Jets roster. But I am not as confident in it because of just, like, I, I can't, like, I, I feel like it would have already been done. And and I just keep coming back to that. And the only thing I can get, get like, past it or say, well, why hasn't a framework been put in place? And... Do the Packers have a package? Because if Rodgers says tomorrow, I'm McAfee instead or today, excuse me, and says like, all right, I'm I want to be traded and, and this, you know, I love my time in Green Bay. I have nothing but respect and love for Green Bay, but the time has come and I'm now I'm now on the open market, uh, quote unquote. Obviously, knowing the Jets are the only team, but will like what's that package look like, right? What they have to now go to the negotiating table. They have to have conversations. I'm sure Green Bay has an idea of what they want. I'm sure the Jets have an idea of what they want to give. I it's I find it hard to believe Joe Douglas and Brian Gutekunst haven't had some conversations. I, I really do. Like even if they aren't talking about Aaron Rodgers, they were both at the combine. They had to have some conversations. That, that they had to at least hammer out some sort of deal where it's like if Aaron says he wants to go. Here's the deal that we want. Here's the deal that you want. Maybe we could be in the middle. I I would say also, too, if we're talking about confidence levels, I don't really feel that great the Packers are going to get a first-round pick. I've been mentally preparing myself that the Packers aren't going to get a first-round pick, and I'm going to lose my shit. And I'm going to go back. I think I'm going to go back to the fact that there was no leverage, the fact that they were competing against nobody. So the Jets are like, why do we have to give you a first-round pick? And that Aaron Rodgers might be done after this year. And if Aaron Rodgers is done after this year, I could see it being a second rounder this year and a conditional second for the next year and the Jets eating a lot of money. And I think that will annoy Packer fans. I think that puts Brian Gutekunst right in the hot seat. Even if that's not fair, I think that you have to you have to make that a, a priority, that Brian Gutekunst will have a ton of pressure going into this year to deliver because – that's unacceptable to, I think, a lot of people when you've seen Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, uh, who else? There's another quarterback. Well, Lamar Jackson could get traded for two ones, but you've seen all these quarterbacks get traded for first-round picks. You expect Aaron Rodgers to get traded too. 
you kind of ignore the age because you're like, well, what, whatever. Like, he's still an MVP quarterback. He can still play at an MVP level. He's worth a first-round price. I don't think you're getting two first-rounders, I'll put it that way. But would Packer fans be happy if they just got the Jets' 13th pick? They just got the Jets' 13th pick and they traded Aaron Rodgers. Would they, would they be happy with that return? I, I don't know. I, I It's maybe. Maybe that's that's all they need, right? And, and that's the deal that's done. But going back to the hostage, quote-unquote, scenarios, I, I I do see, like, a possibility of him be, still being with the Jets, but it's it's interesting. He just – it hasn't happened yet. And that that kind of puts my antenna up. Some of the, the Twitter activity today puts my antenna up. It kind of also – like, going back to what I talked about with, like, not wanting to leave – like not to bring my own like personal story in it, but like I had a job offer in Columbus and I had been having so much fun in Milwaukee in, in the summer after college. I was unemployed. I was living the dream. I had friends down in Milwaukee. I was drinking probably way too much at that time. Uh, and I was like, I'm not fucking leaving. Like, I, like why? Like I started crying at home. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Why do I want to leave this place? This place is awesome. Like I, I never gave Mark Milwaukee a fair shake and, Great decision, all worked out in the end. But yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like it's, you know what I mean. Like it kind of feels a little bit like that. Not to say that my decision versus Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets is on any sort of level. Like that's that's completely uh, like that's Aaron Rodgers' decision is like what the United States do during military times, and mine was what Liechtenstein does during wartime. So yeah, I, I get it. But let's move on to scenario number two. Aaron Rodgers announces his retirement. Aaron Rodgers would announce it on Pat McAfee. I think that would happen. That Aaron Rodgers said it's been a great career, but after talking with the Jets, after talking with the Packers, I've decided to retire. And I've decided that I no longer want to play football. I don't have the passion for it. I have so many passions on other things. I'm sure he'll get into kind of his preachy stuff, you know, what, what Aaron Rodgers likes to do. And I want to retire a Packer. And I don't really want to play for any other team. And the more I thought about it, it's Jordan's time. I know the Packers want to go with Jordan. I, truthfully, it made me angry. It made me upset. But I, I really do not want to be a – I don't want to be anybody but a Green Bay Packer. It would be very interesting to see so many of those who wanted Jordan Love, what their reaction to that would be. Because it, there's been a lot of vitriol towards Rodgers. I, I've talked about it before that I think it's been unfair. I think that – People haven't appreciated what Aaron Rodgers gave to them, and I think they're going to feel like assholes five or ten years down the road that they were that hard on the quarterback because I don't think the, the faults of the Green Bay Packers all lie on 12. I know that, that Aaron Rodgers played awful in that San Francisco game, but you got to remember that block punt happened, and that was the reason the Packers lost that game. Aaron Rodgers was a major contributor, no lie. Like, if we were doing golden kegs, Aaron Rodgers is a four keg and the block wants a five keg. But yeah, it's you you have to at least acknowledge that part. And so Rodgers retiring would be such a sea change for everybody. I think no one would really, really know how to react. I, the takes would be totally different. It would screw up the TV schedule. Uh, John Onroot of uh, uh, Sports Business Journal wrote about that. I want to say John Olerud, but it's not. It's John Onroot, like, you know, the old baseball player, the guy with the, wearing the helmet at first base, uh, Blue Jays legend. But, yeah, no, I, I, th- I, really, do, I really do think that Rodgers, you know, if he retires, no one's, no one's going to no know what to do. No one's going to have any idea how to, how to react, how to process it. Will Rodgers come back? 
Will he pull, you know, a Brett Favre again? Like, will will really time be a flat circle? And Rodgers in July is like, I'm starting to get that itch again. Rodgers has said before that when I'm done, I'm done. And then he, the last game is his a loss to the Detroit Lions. I think that's the part that's hard to fathom, right? That if, if Rodgers really does retire, he'd be going out on a loss and going out on a losing season. He would be going out on one of his worst years ever. It'd be really, really sad if that was it. Yeah, it just would be. I, I like even if Aaron Rodgers on the Jets next year, I, I will appreciate whatever happens, and I will appreciate an opportunity for him to get redemption. Do I want Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl? Absolutely fucking not. Would it be cool if Aaron Rodgers got the Jets to wild card round, but then got their asses kicked? Yeah, sure. That'd be fine. Uh, I probably won't cheer for Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, but I I will probably watch a lot of his games. I'll probably, you know, he's going to be on, they'll they'll get on TV a lot. Like they will be a 325 game. They'll be NBC games. They'll be ESPN. Like the Jets are going to be on a pedestal that they've really never been. They haven't been on since like the early Sanchez years. That's where we're going to go with the Jets. And so looking at all of that, like I'm still going to cheer for a redemption year. I'm still going to hope that that, happens for Aaron Rodgers. He's not in our conference. We don't have to worry about it. I hope that Jordan Love is going to thrive too. I have some buddies who are big Rodgers guys. They're really sad about this whole thing. And I, I want them to, to have the same same sort of success. The only reason I don't I don't want Love to succeed is because the blog boys are pretty annoyed about it. And they've kind of jammed it down their throats and they've kind of built this own like, oh, it's us against like the our our followers who tell us like Aaron's coming back and fuck off. And it's just so weird. And and I've talked about it before. And it's just one of those annoyances. I'd love to talk to one of them. And maybe I just don't understand. Maybe I don't see what they're getting in their DMs and things like that. But yes, I if Roger does retire, I, I will feel like there is a missing puzzle piece. I'm not gonna lie to you. As for the odds of that happening, or the percentages, I guess, or what would I do? Like seven out of ten for the for him going to the Jets. I would say I'm about a two out of ten uh, that he retires. I've always kind of been like, I don't think it's gonna happen, but the last couple of days again have been really weird, and so that is that's kind of where we're at with with that. All right, hostage scenario number three. Let's bring in tinfoil hat Chuck. He is now here. He has his tinfoil hat on. It is a snapback. Uh, you might have seen it in a few different reviews here or there. The tinfoil hat, the tinfoil hat, Chuck, the, the floor is yours. Thank you. There's signs that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, this, this has been a weird day. We can all agree that Monday was a bizarre day when it came to the Aaron Rodgers stuff. And Rasul Douglas trolling everybody on the internet all day. Then Aaron Rodgers getting into it by tweeting all caps Sewell and then liking his tweet with Aaron Rodgers and Rasul Douglas in black and white heading out of the Packers locker room. What actually is going on here? This doesn't look like a guy who's ready to leave his team. He also liked the Rasul Douglas tweet over the weekend about, you know, Gary Ellison was ranting gravy in that. Nobody's really trying to recruit Aaron Rodgers back to Packers, and which is also funny because Aaron Jones literally stood on the table over the weekend. Pete Bukowski was like, no one came to Rodgers' defense. And it's like, no, dude, like fucking Aaron Jones was on one of the biggest shows for the NFL media talking about it, which just it, fit, it doesn't fit the narrative for Peter, though. So that's he, heaven forbid that he 
he fears from the narrative. But back to Russell Douglas. So Rogers likes to tweet about, he's like, yeah, we, we know his number. We can call him. Uh, and then he jokes, he has his phone and this whole thing. It's it, And, but Rogers was buying into it. He loved it. And Rogers has talked about how Rasul Douglas is one of his guys and he really likes Rasul Douglas. And so it's not surprising that Rogers kind of got on board with it. But why would Rogers do this if this guy wants to get traded? If this guy, according to Mark Murphy, is done really with the Green Bay Packers, uh, is what kind of Mark Murphy made it sound like last Friday. Is Aaron Rodgers trying to force his way back to Green Bay? Is Aaron Rodgers actually pulling his own version of Brett Favre? And he's trying to talk to Packers of like, hey, look, I fucked up. I screwed up. You're right. I will play by your rules. I will do everything I need to do. I want one more year. I don't want to go out like this. I want to go out a Packer. I don't want to have the – I don't want to have a matching legacy with Brett Favre. I want my own legacy. And the legacy I want is to win a, win a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. I am done after this year. You can get rid of me if you want. If I want to play another year, I'll let you know immediately. And you guys can trade me. But it's going to be Jordan Love time the year after. I will talk to Jordan. I will work with Jordan to make sure that Jordan doesn't want to trade. I realize none of this sounds like Aaron Rodgers, right? I, I realize this. Tinfoil hat is, is thoroughly applied here. And this is where we get – this is where we kind of now veer off into the, the crazy town, okay? This is where – this all maybe isn't that tinfoil hatty, but we're going, to, we're going there right now, all right? What if this was all a long con? For against Woody Johnson. And you might laugh, but Woody Johnson is uh, one of the owners of Johnson & Johnson, Medvervet. They were one of the people who had the mRNA vaccine. Actually, I don't know if they were still an mRNA vaccine, but they were one of the vaccine distributors for COVID. COVID was a big deal for Aaron Rodgers. He spoke out against not getting the vaccine. He talked about he was, he was immunized. He, you know, had a section of the fan base that really didn't want to fuck with Aaron Rodgers anymore after those comments. Aaron Rodgers has been very outspoken about the NFL's policies against COVID. The NFL uh, might have used some of the things around New York as a North Star. New York was the first to develop COVID policies, right? Uh, you had it all with the, because that's where really the genesis of COVID started in America. And had the rise and fall of Andrew Cuomo, right? What if it's a, all a long COVID con? What if this is just a glass onion type twist by Aaron Rodgers? Something that we've never really seen. I, I have no like recollection of it in sports. I have no idea. It would be the one. Of, it would be really the only thing that I can think of is pro wrestling, right? It would be like Hulk Hogan coming out in the Hollywood Hogan and with the leg drop, right? It would be Stone Cold Steve Austin turning heel in SummerSlam, ruining a birthday party I was at, by the way. Uh, it would like it would be Kane turning on the Undertaker or any other may, like crazy fucking pro wrestling storylines. I'm probably missing so many of them, uh, which. I apologize to my buddies who are pro wrestling fans. They're probably killing me right now. It would be incredible. It would be like you'd have to hit some sort of – if Rodgers said he was coming back, I will tell you this right now. I will make you a promise. If that does happen, I will find a way to bring in pro wrestling. 
Like, that's a hit to music. Whether it's Degeneration X, whether it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, it is the ultimate long con. Because maybe Aaron Rodgers knew in the heart of hearts that even if he came to New York, he would be treated like Kyrie Irving. And I, I, I do think that would be the case. I, I, I don't know if I've said that on podcast. I've thought about it. But I do think Aaron Rodgers would be treated pretty fucking unfairly in New York. And I don't think he would be adorned. I think the fan base would. I don't think the media would. I don't think the media would give him an inch. I think the vaccine stuff would be front and fucking center. And I don't know if Rodgers wants to deal with it. And so, yes, I know this is crazy. This is dumb fan shit. This could mean absolutely nothing when he gets on with Pat McAfee today. And if he doesn't get on Pat McAfee today, then my antenna is way up. Then business changes. All of a sudden, it's not business has picked up. Business has changed. We won't. We then wait in the darkness again. We, may, we continue to make those jokes. But I do think we will get a resolution today. And this podcast will be outdated. And you'll say, which one Which one were you right on? Which one did you hit on? Did your tinfoil hat conspiracy theory actually come true? And you have to actually now clip the, all this audio so people can listen to it and say, I had it first, motherfuckers. But seriously, I, I, I just think it's gotten weird, man. I, I think you cannot say, even if you are a staunch, like, let's move on to Jordan Love, you have to admit to yourself that things have gotten a little bit weird. And we just don't know. And maybe that's how Aaron Rodgers wants it. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, the guy who is great at misdirecting and great at, you know, the fi- once one big final act, once one big thing, to sort of deliver to McAfee on Tuesday, which will be one of the most watched shows, which everyone will be waiting pins and needles to hear what he has to say. I can't wait. I think I have a meeting at 1.30, uh, so Rogers better be on at 1, uh, maybe earlier, so I can you know, just clip on social. Might have to outsource. <laughs> which, that's not great. Uh, but seriously, I, I, I can't wait. And I, I hope we have an answer. All right, really quick. Uh, let's so really quick. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the Packer free agency fallout, I guess, if you will, uh, of things that have happened today in free agency, as today was really the first day of free agency, even though Wednesday is the official day. Uh, the NFL leaned into it. ESPN lead into it, NFL Network lead into it. Why don't you just call it the first day of free agency? It's it's really weird. The NFL does this legal tampering period. It's like, why not just say this is the start of free agency? And maybe they have, maybe that's what, what they've gone with, but it's free agency does not begin on Wednesday. It began today, and a lot of people have signed. A lot of deals were made, and a lot of them impact the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Green Bay Packers did not do anything. I don't think any of us really should be surprised that the Green Bay Packers didn't do anything, right? They don't have a ton of money. They don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Uh, so them not doing anything does not surprise me in the slightest. The Bears are going to win the offseason title. Uh, we've already heard if should the Bears should be favored in the NFC North. That was from Cynthia Freeland. Uh, respect what Cynthia does, but that's one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard in my life. Uh, it's just absolute madness that you would say that. Bears added uh, – 
Tremaine Edwards, Tremaine Edwards, there we go, and TJ Edwards, uh, so have fun with that, or Edmonds and Edwards. I have this written down on my notes, and it's still, I fucked it up, but that's okay. They had Nate Jones, an offensive guard, uh, so they made, they made decent moves, but uh, the linebacker thing's puzzling because it's like, why wouldn't you just pay Roquan Smith? I realize Edmonds got a little bit less than Roquan Smith, but still, uh, very interesting how many people decided to pay linebackers. I think a lot of the analytical guys are a little bit perturbed by it, if you will. And as you know, some of my buddies who aren't really analytical dudes are like, every great team has great linebackers. So, of course, they went after these guys. Uh, so, Bears are going to get a lot of smoke. Uh, please bring that over under to six and a half or seven so I can pound that under. I think the Bears are going to be really sexy. I think I told you guys that in December. If you go back and listen to some podcasts, if you're new to the show, I was on this whole, like, I know the Bears are going to be extremely popular to the public, and this is only going to help that public cause. Uh, I think the Justin Fields hype is bigger than the Trevor Lawrence hype was. Jaguars did a lot of the similar shit, right? Before they had the first first pick overall last year, they did a lot of similar shit where they just spend, 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 spend. And I think you're, you're going to see it again here with the Bears. The Bears have already done it. I don't think they're done, though. I think they're going to make keep making moves. They have money to spend, and we'll, we'll see what the outcome is. We didn't really talk about the trade they made to get DJ Moore. That sucks. I don't know really why the Panthers would give up on DJ Moore. Uh, their receiving core is a little bit better, right? It's Darnell Moody. It's more. It's Claypool it's, and Cole Komet. It's a young group, right? They're all pretty young, so they all can kind of fly with Justin Fields, but they're all twos and threes. Like, I hate to be a hater, but none, none of those guys are ones. Like, the, DJ Moore is a nice player. He's not a number one receiver. Just let's be clear. Uh, and maybe he develops into that, but he's not that right now. Uh, the Detroit Lions made a really good move getting uh, Cam Sutton at quarterback. Uh, that's, that's an unfortunate one, right? The Lions keep getting better. The Lions trying to amp up their defense. I think they re-signed Alex Azzalone as well. I, I'm not that big on Azzalone, uh, but the Lions obviously are. And Cam Sutton's a really nice piece. They Their secondary was probably their bugaboo last year. It got better as the year went on. Uh, but Cam Sutton makes that that room a little bit better in the defensive backfield. The Vikings continue to lose guys. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson out. Uh, was a really good run stopper for them. Uh, they also cut Eric Kendricks. Adam Thielen's no longer on the team. Uh, they Zedaria Smith is gone, it seems. Uh, they signed Marcus Davenport instead. That was the one ad they did have. There's rumors they might release Harrison Smith. I will tell you right now. And I, it seems like he's coming back because I guess he, a reporter asked him, like, hey, are you coming back? And he just sent him a picture of Prince. So that would indicate that he's coming back. But if for some reason Harrison Smith is not coming back, Green Bay Packers should be the first team, first first team, like like first minute Harrison Smith is a free agent, you're calling, right? You're getting Harrison Smith in Lambeau, and he's signing a contract. Even if Rodgers is back, I don't care. Harrison Smith, get him, get him on the team. Uh, also, fucking Niners, man. Like, this team, I, I'll tell you, man. They don't pay quarterbacks, right? They're they're hanging out. So, of course, they can play for Javon Hargrave. They bolster their defensive front. They take a guy from the champion, the NFC champion Eagles. They fill a need that they desperately needed to fill, you know, getting a little bit better against the run. Then they also get Sam Darnold. I will just assume that Sam Darnold is going to be great uh, for the Niners. Uh, they, you know, obviously Brock Purdy, the UCL injury, it doesn't sound like maybe he's going to be ready to start the year. 
Who knows where they're going to go with Trey Lance. They needed that stopgap guy. They didn't want to go back to the rookie pool. And I don't think they are going to be in the Lamar sweepstakes. But if they are in Lamar sweepstakes and they end up getting Lamar Jackson, that one will be tough to take. That one, you want to talk about a just bury me now? Uh, that would be Lamar. And Lamar going to San Francisco, I would just, yeah, would be good. Uh, not No thanks. Do not want it. Uh, please do not let it happen. Uh, and then there were no, there are no safeties left. Jordan Poyer, and that's it, right? Um, Jesse Bates signs with the Falcons. Von Bell goes to the Panthers. Uh, who else left? There's a, oh Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward signed with the Texans. Uh, so there there are not many safeties left. Uh, it's just Jordan Poyer and his Instagram wife. Uh, so we'll see if maybe the Packers get involved. Uh, I really do think safety needs to be a priority. Uh, Ken Inglis, who I'm not a huge fan of for reasons we don't need to get into, pointed out that if Amos does sign, it actually hurts the Packers. The Packers should have signed Adrian Amos in February if they wanted to bring him back. I still think they're going to be active in this market. I think they need to be. Um, well, we'll, we'll just sort of see what comes of it, right? I, I think Harrison Smith, maybe it's a June 1 thing where you wait you know, for a June 1 cap casualty, and that's when you, you swoop in and get a safety. But it's definitely something the Packers need to improve on unless they're playing Rasul Douglas at safety. If they're playing Rasul Douglas at safety, maybe I can get behind that. Or if someone's coming along in a trade or if something else is happening, right? But I still think it's a huge area of emphasis for the Packers. I'm really not mad. I didn't see the Von Bell figures. I didn't see the Jimmy Ward figures. I would have thought Ward or Bell would have been nice additions. Jesse Bates, I never, I never once considered. I thought he was going to be too expensive. Falcons paid him a ton. I think he's making $60 million a year, which is crazy. Uh, for a safety. So, yeah, we'll see what happens uh, day two. Uh, a lot of guys, like I said, have signed, uh, but I'm sure more, more to come today, and we'll see. Oh, I shit, I didn't even mention Keshawn Nixon back. I'm like, went all this time. I can't believe I didn't do that. I didn't even say it in the open. Uh, so I apologize to that. I think I was so locked in on the Rodgers thing and the Bucks and Kings stuff that we're going to have in the second year that I completely – Blue pass, Keshawn Nixon. Keshawn Nixon back with the Packers. Uh, that's a awesome, awesome move. That is a good start to this offseason. Keshawn Nixon really made the Packers special on, on special teams. Uh, they were near the middle of kick returns and field position. After Keshawn Nixon took over, they were one and one in those. Uh, he is Rich Bisaccia's guy. Rich Bisaccia got promoted. Uh, so Rich Bisaccia made sure his guy stayed there. And so he did some nice things as a depth piece at the corner position. I thought earlier in the year, Packers really didn't have that depth at corner. I think they kind of do now. And Keshawn Nixon is a huge part of it. Uh, so really nice addition by Green Bay. I think, you know, guys like him, guys like Rudy Ford, I think deserve roster spots next season. I, I, I think they deserve, you know, contracts. And we'll see if Rudy Ford comes back with the team. But I, he's, to me, one of the bright spots of last year. And I think there was a lot of darkness with last year. And that's not a Rogers pun, I promise. But you want to bring those bright spots back as long as it, you don't think it's fraudulent, as long as your scouts don't think this is a one-hit wonder. I know there are some people who think that's kind of Devondre Campbell. I'd argue that. Part of the reason why the Packers, you know, had their turnaround at the end of the year and their defense got better was because Devondre Campbell was out there. And I think that gets lost in the shuffle, right? A lot of people point to Quay Walker getting better, Kingsley and Barre getting better. But I, I thought it was, you know, Devondre Campbell getting back there, I thought was a huge, huge part of why Green Bay sort of turned it around last season. And Nixon and Ford certainly deserve some credit for that as well. 
Um, so hopefully Ford is not far along after after Nixon. But yeah, it's a good good to have Keyshawn Nixon back. I'm glad I remember that. Uh, that would have been a major miss had I forgot. So see what happens tomorrow. See if there's any moves made uh, that are non Rogers related. Moving on to the Bucks and the Kings. What a game tonight! Uh, it was incredible. Uh, it was a really fun one. Uh, you expected it to be fun, right? Uh, two of the better teams in the NBA in the last 15 games. Uh, you expected you expected a show, and you got a show. Uh, the Kings came out hot. They were up 15 early on in this game, and then the Bucks, you know, woke up in the second half. Uh, Giannis was really playing his ass off. He returned. Uh, he was really good in the first part of this game, and then second half, it was not only Giannis, it was everybody else, including Chris Middleton, who we're going to talk about here in a second, uh, as well as as well as the entire squad. And the Bucks, you know, turn it around. They beat the Kings going away, uh, 133 to 124. Uh, Giannis with 46, Chris Middleton with 31. A little altercation afterwards uh, as well. Uh, the Kings didn't necessarily handle losing. Uh, they did not know what it's like to be at the big kids' table. So we're going to do a question at the bar. We haven't done this in a while. We did this as like kind of a roving topic in the fall, if you guys are new to the program, where it was just sort of like questions that, Anyone could have. And if you're like sitting at the bar and it's like a quiet bar or a dive bar and it's it's more of a community, it's not just you're talking to your buddy, it's just questions. And maybe it's your buddies. Maybe it's just your three or four buddies as you talk about the game. Uh, you know, there was that TikTok, right, where the, the dad has the list of things to talk about at the bar. This is kind of what we're at. And there, but there are just a bunch of questions. So number one, is Chris Middleton back? I, I think so. I think, you know, he is officially back. We've talked a lot about Chris Middleton being back. Like as like, okay, he has a big three. He has a couple good baskets. Like, oh, he's back. No, no, no. Chris Middleton today is officially back. It is official. We can call it Chris Middleton back as, you know, how he has been as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks in his career. He was incredible. Like I said, 31 points. He had nine assists. He had three rebounds. He did not have a single turnover. He played 34 minutes. He had five threes. Like this is the Chris Middleton that we all know and love. And that makes everything so exciting. This should be a warning shot to the rest of the league. Like I say that a lot with the Bucs, but this is a reminder of what the Bucs are and what the Bucs can be. And this should terrify everybody in the league. They should have text threads going about, oh, did you see what Bucks, the Bucs did to the Kings last night? Do you see how they put up 37 and 43 in the third and the fourth quarter? Like all that shit matters. Chris was incredible in this game. And while Giannis had the high scoring output, like this was all about Chris Middleton. And my guy RJ said that on Twitter yesterday. And, it, and he's absolutely right. Like, they, you know, Chris, no matter what he, this was like kind of when the game was in balance. He's like, no matter what happens, like it's all about Chris Middleton. And yeah, it's, it totally is, man. And it's been, it's really fun. And I, I hope that it continues. I don't think he's going to play tonight against uh, the the Suns. It didn't sound like it per bud on before the game today. So that stinks. Uh, get Chris some rest. But at the same time, like, I do I do think he needs to play back-to-back. -back. I mean, at some point, right, you're going to play these games where you're pretty much back-to-back -back in the playoffs. Uh, but then maybe that's a discussion for us tomorrow. But, yeah, Chris Middleton, back. Other questions that you the bar would have. Uh, if Giannis plays the remainder of the schedule, is he the MVP? Now, the MVP debate has been awful, right? It's been, you know, we got the race race car involved, and I think everybody realized we had to all take a step back, which might have been a good thing, right? 
There are still people clutching their pearls, holding on to Nikola Jokic, thinking that Jokic is the MVP. I think Joel Embiid has pushed ahead at this point. Joel Embiid's playing really good. Uh, and I think Joel Embiid right now, to me, is the front runner. Uh, and with the injuries with Giannis, right? Because Giannis has been hurt, uh, I think that's part of it. That, that's why I would not say, hey, Giannis is the is the MVP right now because of the fact he hasn't played for the last 15 games. That said, if Giannis plays the rest of the season, which is 15 games, that'd be 67 games overall, 81% of the games played. So that's that's eight out of every 10 games Giannis Antetokounmpo has played. Jokic had some days off. Embiid had some days off. But I don't think it's egregious. Like, if it was under 75%, I'd say, no way. I'd say, no, I I promise you. Even though I love Giannis, even though I want to see Giannis get as many MVPs as possible, I would tell you straight up, no. That is not a, that's not a guy who should be MVP, okay? As for matchups the rest of the way, Giannis has sort of squandered those ABC opportunities, right? Uh, you, you're... You're usually the headline after those. You're usually the big story. Uh, that That's game everybody has their eyes on. Um, and Giannis really didn't take advantage of those uh, this year, which is okay. But still has a matchup with Nikola Jokic. I know it's a back-to-back, but I guarantee you Giannis will play. I guarantee you he'll will try to give Jokic buckets in that one. There's potentially one with Embiid, too, in early April. We'll see if it matters. It might matter that the Bucs need a tiebreaker over Philadelphia. Philly's only three back now, I think three and a half of the Bucs because they, they did not play today. Uh, so that's something to monitor. It's something to keep an eye on, right? And if Giannis outplays Jokic and Embiid in both those games, he might end up with the MVP and might end up going to Giannis. But it's a very tight race. I thought Bill Simmons and Ryan Sillow on their podcast on Monday did a really good job talking about this. And I I enjoyed it. Uh, and I, I would recommend anyone listen to it. Uh, so, yes, I uh, I do think that there is a chance that and Giannis probably should win the MVP if he plays out the rest of the season. If he misses more games, I think I'm less I'm less likely to give it. I think like the, the 67 is a weird number because anything after under 80 percent, then I think there's a real question on if Giannis played enough to deserve the MVP. What should we do about Grayson Allen and Pat Conson? Who fucking knows, dude? Man, they got absolutely lit up by Kevin Herter today. Kevin Herter, Red Velvet, great player. Like I think Kevin Herter is good. Kevin Herter has hurt the Bucks before. One time saw a bunch of Kevin Herter jerseys at Whitetail. Uh, was out after Bucks win, uh, Bucks Hawks in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Saw some Kevin Herter jerseys. Did not engage. I think it was his family. Uh, because uh, let's just say I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. Not, I'm just trying to be realistic here. There were some unattractive women that were wearing Kevin Herter jerseys. And I just feel like if you're a pro athlete, you're probably not dating or married to unattractive women. It's rare. There are some scenarios. Chris Bryant, great example. But, like, it doesn't happen often. And I was like, I don't think Kevin Herter's dating an unattractive girl. It's probably a sister. Might be a cousin. Something like that. No disrespect to the Herter family. But just just saying. Uh, but anyways, Allen and Conta got absolutely fucking cooked by Kevin Herter tonight. And they continue to get cooked. Pat Conson continues to struggle a little bit. And I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the pressure of having Jay Crowder, Wes Matthews, Joe Ingles, who we didn't play tonight, but still the pressure of him being there, breathing down his neck. But it's been really rough for Pat Conson. And we're kind of back to pre, pre-finals run Pat, where people really don't like when he's in there because he's struggling. And he, he still works his ass off. He still hustles. But 
Grayson Allen, same thing, right? But he still does some dumb things. Like even when the game was a little bit in the balance, he runs past De'Aaron Fox and gives up a three pointer. Now Allen gets a, a quick bucket on the other end right away, but he just does dumb shit all the time. And so I just I can't feel like we're gonna see a lot of Allen and Conson come playoff time. I think it's more likely you'll see Conson over Allen, but there's no way that Mike Budenholzer should play Allen in a closing lineup. In, in the playoffs. And if he does, like, bring out the firebutt Andrews. Uh, I'm, like, only half kidding. But it, it, there's no excuse for Grayson Allen under five minutes. Uh, it, there just isn't. Not a close game. We'll see you tonight. I mean, tonight's a, a interesting matchup, right? If you have the Suns and you, you played a close game with them a couple weeks ago, it's back-to-back for both teams. Legs are going to be tired. And hopefully everybody plays. Uh, I know Middleton won't, but hopefully everybody else does play. And if that's the case, is Grayson Allen out there in the last five minutes? I already, Pats, I'm not worried about being out there. I'm worried about Grayson. And he just doesn't deserve it at this point. Last question I had, would you die for Brooke Lopez? The answer is yes. Uh, Brooke Lopez, what a guy. Got into a big skirmish tonight. Uh, it was quite the fracas. Uh, just bodies flying everywhere. Uh, Trey Lyles bumped Giannis at the end of the game. Brooke Lopez took exception to that. Trey Lyles tried to chill them out. Brooke is not having that as well. Uh, it was a good old Donnie Brooke in the NBA. And Brooke basically said, I that was a quote. I have it. It's somewhere. Basically saying, like, I'm not going to let that shit happen to you. And it just an unbelievable, like, it just warms your fucking heart, man. Because that's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about for the Bucks. And it, it's really, really awesome to see. Here, here's what Brooks said to him. Uh, this is from Tony C at MKE, who had delivery. Got your back. I'm not going to let him do that shit to you. And, I, and then Tony added, build him a statue. Uh, so, yes, that is, uh, that's, that's going on. Uh, that's, that's, and that was such a bitch ass move by Trey Lyles and such a annoying thing to have happen in this game. Uh, it, it made, made you know that the Kings, maybe not ready for primetime, right? Kings, some people are talking about, about the Kings being potential contenders and things like that and having that opportunity. But if you want to be at the big boys table, you got to be ready to take the heat in the kitchen. And they weren't, and they didn't accept, accept the loss. And they, they were like, how dare somebody beat us at home? You know, they're coming flying high off a, a win against the Suns. And sure enough, they got their asses handed to them in this game. Now I would say I had asses handed to them, but it was, it was pretty ugly down the stretch. And, the Kings have been so good in clutch moments. Like De'Aaron Fox, one of the best clutch stack guys. They had a good game. Like he had third points. Uh, uh, Sabonis was awesome. Like Sabonis, I thought, hurt Brook Lopez's case for defensive player of the year, honestly, with his triple double. Uh, but like at the same time, you got to be able to handle losing, man. And I told you guys when the Bucks brought in all their dudes, the Bucks are going to be some motherfuckers. The Bucks are not going to be well liked. And we saw it tonight. We saw it tonight. What the Bucks can do to teams, they can break their souls. And that's what the Bucks did, and just a really, really impressive effort from from it. And I, uh, I, I'm happy, man. I think this was one of the better wins of the season. You know, Mitch talked about yes on yesterday's show. He said, "What's the Bucks' best win?" And I think we, he might have got his answer tonight. I think the Kings one is way up there. Uh, if you're you're looking at memorable Bucks games to stitch together for the championship DVD. I think this one would, would definitely go into the regular season portion. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Brooks suspension. We'll see how many guys play tonight. Like I Minx is at the game. I, I'm hoping he's going to 
he's going to get a full crowd or a full or a full full team, shall we say, uh, as much as we can uh, for both sides, Bucks and Suns. So we'll we'll have to see. Quick Golden Kegs play the best, we play the worst. Uh, we've already kind of talked about everybody, but Chris Middleton three keg, even though he did, had thirty one, Giannis is forty six, Giannis is two keg. Like you got to give it to Chris Middleton for what he did today. Uh, Giannis with two keg and then one keg, Pat the Pat and Grayson duo. All right, that does it for our show. Uh, sorry for the nasally voice. Uh, your boy caught a little bit of a sore throat on Monday. Do not need that before tournament time. So hopefully it is just an after effect of the weekend. And I'm feeling good for Tuesday's show. We'll be back on. We'll talk Buck Suns. See if Rodgers makes a decision. We'll see if anything else happens in the NFL free agency world. But we will have more show for you. So stay tuned for that. Sure, we'll bring back Marquette too. We, this is the first time I think in like, Four podcasts. We haven't really talked about Marquette. There was a little bit of a shock I mentioned, but yeah, it's probably probably time, probably a good time to let it breathe a little bit. We, we have we have till Friday, so that's that's okay. So for my Marquette friends who were expecting some Marquette talk, uh, we'll we'll get back tomorrow. We'll get back at it tomorrow. All right, take care of yourself. Have a great Tuesday. Back tomorrow. See you. Bye.